0: Let's get right into today's episode. Home prices have gone absolutely parabolic. Hey everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of the Vancouver Life Real Estate Podcast and YouTube channel. And my goodness, we've been saying prices have been going higher and higher for so long. And yet, here we are, they're now going astronomical. They're literally going parabolic. It is terrifying what is happening right now. We're going to get into those numbers shortly. I think um, off the top here we're going to talk a little bit about the landscape and what we're seeing uh, kind of nationally and of course locally here too, do a bit of comparison to what's happening in Toronto compared to Vancouver, and uh, give you a bit of insights into what we feel is going to happen for the next three to six months here. Um, so Ryan, why don't we kick it off, talk a little bit about, um, well venues reopening, and a hey. little bit of the sort of um, overall feeling here that uh, Omicron may be fading and that uh, things are opening up again.
1: Yeah. And maybe it'll take, you know, all of the, some, at least some of the eyeballs off of real estate, which would be great. Um, you know, if we can get um, venues opening up, but uh, full capacity and we can get nightclubs opening, you know, we can go to a restaurant like a normal person. Um, you know, I think we're going to start to see um, the, the, the reopening of our full economy, which would be, more than welcomed, my goodness. You know, I can't
0: wait to get back to what would be a very normal life.
1: I never thought I'd say that, but I would love a normal life.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And of course, what this means too is at a time now when we are above pre-pandemic levels of employment, uh, there's going to be a lot of jobs available. And so, you know, this has really opened up to sort of the remaining of the service industry, especially, uh, are going to be seeing likely a lot of people come back to work. But of course, you know, there's still a bit of, uh, of a drought in employers as well employees excuse me Uh, as we know over the last month or so a lot of businesses have been having to uh, make their offering for job positions a little bit sweeter higher incomes bonuses all sorts of different uh, ideas to get people back to work so it'll be interesting to see what happens in the service industry though you know i still have a lot of very close friends in that world and i know a lot of them are very excited to see these kind of venues open and yeah ryan i think you're absolutely right it's going to be it will take a bit of shift off of Real estate, because when everyone's tucked inside their home for the last two years straight, they have little totally else no. to think about. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> their immediate surroundings. That's it.
1: Yeah, and I, I, I think that that's obviously going to be uh, welcomed. Uh, speaking of being in a parabolic market, um, mm-hmm. you know, that's that's not a market I think that really anyone wants to be in, unless you're completely exiting it for good, right? Which the vast majority of people are not. Um, yeah. So, you know, it's made for a very, very difficult six weeks in particular, um, you know, kind of since the end of the year, uh, I'm trying to figure out exactly why things have gone so parabolic in the last six weeks. And we'll get into some of those numbers. And believe me, guys, they are astounding numbers. Um, But even before we get into that, why don't we touch on Toronto? Because I really like looking at Toronto. It's a really good guide as to, um, you know, typically what's going to happen in Vancouver. They're usually in front of us in many respects. Uh, But Dan, why don't we just talk about kind of what happened in the last Month because it's crazy.
0: Let's do that. Yeah. If you have been shopping in Vancouver, you know how incredibly difficult it is here as a buyer. It is, there is no inventory. It is tough. Uh, almost every listing is receiving multiple offers and going well over ask, obviously, you know, in subject free scenarios, heavily favoring sellers. Well, looking to our neighbors to the east there in Toronto, um, for a quick example, sales were down about 19% year over year. Doesn't sound like a big deal. Uh, But if you only pay attention to that demand side, you're missing the whole picture. Because new listings are about 12% below decade norms. And of course, that net result is active listings down 45% from this time last year. Almost cut in half. Wow. And it was a seller's market last year. Even worse Uh, We're down two thirds since 2019, 66% less listings than to this time three years ago. Wow. Uh,
1: That's, you know, uh, I I don't really know kind of what to say um, other than we're dealing in uh, extreme environments. I I really feel that in many ways, the pendulum has swung too far to one side right now. um, And you know, when you historically look at markets that do between maybe 7 and 12% a year, um, and we're seeing, well, I don't want to give it away, Dan, because I'll let you finish uh, with Toronto's home prices because prices are your thing. But I got to tell you, with only 0.07 months of inventory in Toronto, not even a full month. Of inventory. You can imagine what's going to be reflected in price points. And comparatively, Vancouver, too, only at 1.8 months of supply on the market. And for reference sake, five months of supply on the market equals a balanced market. So we are way over to one side, and it's not a healthy side to be on no
0: well, it's not let's
1: <laughs> talk about prices though dan cause.
0: yeah imagine imagine <laughs> the market we're in and toronto is almost uh Gosh, almost more than double as bad or twice as bad or, you know, has almost uh, one third the inventory. (laughs) Like it's, I could not imagine what it's like on the ground there right now. Well, that's why why we hear these stories. Million dollars over ask, uh, sold in the first day with 38 offers. Like the stories there, they're out of a fairy tale at this point. Like nothing makes sense anymore. It is just horrific. I
1: mean, Um, those homes that are selling for a million over, they better have closets that get you to Narnia
0: or something. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) that would be worth it. (laughs) about as as delusional as the market is right now in some senses yeah um okay so if you remember last month we had vancouver average or sorry hpi prices increase two percent in one month huge really big number toronto comparatively 6.9 percent in one month in january that
1: and that that's why dan started this podcast saying it's terrifying because and like when you talk you know and you look at historical data, 7 to 12, maybe 15% on a, on a pretty strong year is what you could expect. Actually, that would be a really strong year.
0: Very, yeah. You know, 6.9% in one month. Something's wrong. Yeah, that is just ridiculous. And you look at the year over year. Okay, so remember Vancouver. Uh, Vancouver did HPI 18% year over year with uh, 23% year over year for the detached market. Toronto, on the other hand, almost double that. Toronto, average prices are up 36% from this time last year. And the detached market is up 40. Holy cow. Like, imagine last year you bought a detached home for a million dollars, and then you checked your value today, and it's 1.4. Well,
1: and and so to that point, you know, we've got clients who live in Toronto, um, and they are, in many ways, still... After these huge gains, I mean, when you talk seven percent in one month, Dan, if you've got a million dollar property, you're now you've made seventy thousand dollars last month in your property. You know, so if you've been in your property for the last six to eight months, you could refinance and pull out a couple hundred grand. And in doing so, we're seeing that happen, and they're finding its way into the pre-sale market because these interest rates are are not going to be around forever. So people are refinancing or they're locking in for the next four to five years. They're pulling out whatever equity they can and putting it back into the market, and they're going to ride it.
0: Yeah, exactly. As we know, one in four mortgages right now is for secondary and third and fourth properties. There are more investment and sort of recreational properties, properties, excuse me, being bought right now than ever. Uh, they are ahead of. First time home buyers, refis, all that type of stuff. Mm -hmm. So you wonder why inventory is getting eaten up. That's absolutely one of the reasons is people are buying more than one property right now. They're just taking this equity. Like you just said, you made 70 grand. Well, for some people, that's enough in one month to do a refinance, tap into your equity and go out and buy a pre-sale or otherwise.
1: Yeah. I mean, you know, in in a pre-sale project, when you're buying a $600,000 condo, um, you know, and the developer wants 15% down, well, you can get 12 or 15% out of your house in two months.
0: There you go. So this is not just in the cities too. We are seeing this obviously nationwide, but you look at the rural areas in Ontario, 25 to 50% year over year gains is the norm for 2021.
1: What norm. is, what is, what is 2021 going to go down at in terms of history? You know what I mean? At least in real estate history, the
0: great divide. Wow. They ha- yeah. the have knots and they have yachts as they say, because it's, um, you know, if the people that own these assets are seeing extreme appreciation and an equity build and the people that are out are watching the train go by, it feels like <laughs> it, it's not good for, for so many people
1: yeah and i mean you know to that point um vancouver is now no longer the most expensive market in canada which uh it's been sorry for the last 20 years so uh you know i think vancouver would be happy to pass that that torch on to someone else um but generally speaking it, it's just not good i mean this i i don't really like looking at, at these numbers Um, even as a property owner, because who am I going to sell my property to? You know, as this carries on, the question then looms in the back of your head, are we headed for a major correction? But the data for that says that we're not either, right? I mean, when you look at the amount of supply and the amount of demand, the fact that immigration just bumped its numbers up from 411,000 to 453,000. I mean, the government's paying their way out of their issues with new people coming into the country, property taxes and transfer tax. That's how they're getting out of this mess of inflation that they've created. Or that had to be created. I don't know. But anyways, it's, it's, um, it's pushing the bottom end of the market out of it completely is what's happening.
0: We're also seeing uh, housing starts. Declining right now, down three uh, percent just last month over month. Um, they're down from last year about twenty seven percent. Housing starts down doesn't make, 27%. make a whole lot of sense to me. Um, yeah,
1: but again, that's probably because sellers aren't selling their property. So, mm-hmm. trying to find new property to build is very, very difficult because sellers are going. Well, where am I going to go?
0: Yeah. Well, you know what we're seeing. Um, there's been a lot of interest in Alberta for investors, you know, over the years, including myself and Ryan mm-hmm. and price wise, Calgary and Edmonton and Alberta essentially as a whole is kind of looking like it's on sale right now. Um, we have a um, couple agent friends locally there and they you're saying right now, it's starting to feel like what Vancouver sounds like they're seeing six, seven, eight, ten 10 offers sometimes on properties now. And, um, Home sales are up sixty six percent year over year. As a Probably result, the,
1: the one place in the nation that actually has supply. I mean, yeah. generally speaking, and and I can say that because you know I've owned real estate there for seven years, and for the last seven of those years, it's been
0: dismal. Oh, it's flatline, um, absolutely yeah. flatline. While of course the media, or sorry, the national prices are going up, which That's in right. essence is pushing Alberta's prices down. Yeah.
1: So now I mean, you know, investors are looking at this going, you know, hold on a second, inventory is down 35%, sales are up 66%, so price creep is going is is next to take place, right? If it hasn't already, right? And I'm looking at our stats right now and we're seeing a, a 12%, which is really healthy. <laughs> it's a really <laughs> healthy gain year over year, right? That is a sustainable healthy growth rate um considering what's happened. You know, last month in Toronto. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, I mean, right. you think, right? Alberta was so prosperous in, in the 2000s, 2010s, even all the way up to about 2015. Mm-hmm. It was a very expensive area and, and it was seeing very uh, double digit or very high double digit appreciations annually. Um, mm. You look again to the national average and it's about 45% below. That's cheap yeah. in a sense. Yeah. Yeah. In a sense, right? if you got if you're averaging, what are we 750 nationally and you're 45 percent below that, understandably there's going to be a tension there. And so these local realtors are telling us, all no, not all. A vast majority of these new purchases are coming from people from Ontario and people from British Columbia. Um, not, f- just, not just investors either, Sorry to interrupt, but, but end users. people are, are ultimately being priced out of Vancouver, priced out of Toronto, and Alberta looks pretty attractive. Yeah.
1: I, and, and yeah, I mean, that's a kind of exactly where I was going to go with that. I mean, I think as an investor, um, you know, I, I also like to look at, um, you know, is there an option for people who move here to start up businesses, things like that. And the entry level cost of starting a business in Calgary or Alberta is is, is low, in fact, encouraged um, to create more and more business. And as we see that shift kind of, I don't think Alberta is ever going to shift out of a resource province, but, you know, as it becomes more tech heavy, it's going to balance. And, and ideally the province will have a bit more, um, capacity to keep pace with the rest of the nation as a result. Right. And I think that that's a, that's happening because prices are, like we said, 45% below the national average.
0: Yeah, so. exactly. So, uh, you know, Calgary and Alberta as a whole, uh, I think there's going to be a nice run up there uh, in a price appreciation, two to four year horizon kind of thing. They've got the infrastructure, they've got great buildings. And again, at a 45% discount, if you will, compared to the national average, investors are definitely looking to that province. Uh, the smart ones have been for over a year now, but there's still, I think, a lot of runway for anybody interested in uh, placing some, some excess capital uh, in some more real estate think, Mm. think Calgary, think Edmonton right now.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, when you look at Vancouver by comparison, a great place, if you own really, really hard, sorry, if you're trying to buy, um, the average home, like we talked about went up last month by 2%, right? So what does that mean? Because our average price of a home is quite high. So homes are up $60,000 this month over last on average. Yeah, just in the first two weeks of February here. And $100,000 in the last six weeks, which equates to over $2,000 a day living in your home. <laughs> uh, you know, we talked about the haves and have-nots. You know, if you're renting, you're paying 2000 a month. You're not even, you don't even stand a chance. You're just going to get blown out at this rate.
0: There's, it's impossible to save $2,000 a day.
1: And that's tax-free because that's how it works for property owners, right? Yeah. So they're not shelling that back out in, in, in tax dollars. Um, and that's fine. But at the end of the day, you know, uh, <sighs> property is, is I think it's a fundamental human right, right? And at this rate, this doesn't feel like anything fundamentally human, no, um, it doesn't. you know?
0: like You so, almost have to say that again. Average prices are up $100,000 in the first six weeks of this year. Yeah. Like it it's, it's doesn't even roll off the tongue properly. I, I can't believe it. I had to triple check this and it's, it's just absurd. And again, yeah, Ryan's right. $2,000 a day home prices are going up right now. Now, obviously, that's not going to continue, but we're, we're at this peak and things have been so hot for so long and it's getting hotter somehow. Like uh, it's.
1: Yeah. And, and that's where, it, you know, it's, I don't know if anyone could have predicted this either. You know, I mean, maybe maybe by not raising interest rates, the government has a lot to answer for here, um, because I don't
0: quite understand it. Maybe Um, it's like the good old Canucks and Maple Leafs rival. And now that the Leafs are more expensive, all these Canucks are uh, trying to get that position again. And that's just making an absurd joke, but you know what I mean? It's like, you know, Toronto's six <laughs> more expensive for the first time ever. And now uh, we're kind of following suit, right? They went up 6.9%. Is Vancouver going to do something similar this month? I mean, God, my I God. no, no, no. And look, let's compare median as well, right? So median in the first two weeks of February is up $75,000. And
1: we're talking, we're talking, uh, you know, household income going up in two weeks. I don't know of any economist in their right mind who would look at this and say that this is excessive exuberance in the market. This has far gone, far beyond that now.
0: Way too far. Let's talk about that. I mean, you know, Ryan, we lived through 2016, 2017, which was the last time the market was hot, not Mm -hmm. this hot, but it was extremely hot. And that's when, of course, all the taxes and stress tests and everything else was implemented. And yet, oh, and interest rates were were increased. And where is that today? Where is it? Right. Did we not just have an election with a whole bunch of housing uh, platform uh, promises. promises, excuse me? Yeah. And where are those? You know, why is nothing happening? What is yeah. happening behind the curtain right now that the brakes are on and they're just not seeping stories to the media or whatever it is?
1: Well, I, I mean, we we did a whole episode on it, but even just the main points that come to my mind right now, like, uh, you know, they talked about effectively ending blind bidding, right? So that, the, you know, at the very least, you're not going to bid $100,000 over the next bid if you don't have to. Where is that? How long is that going to take to implement? That sounds like a penstroke to me, right? It, you know, you, we talked about, or not we talked about, the, the Liberal government talked about adding a $4 billion housing accelerator fund for um, proper or for, for municipalities who have a backlog of permits. We have 500 duplexes that need to get built in East Vancouver alone that can't get to people just can't get to yeah so people are
0: trying to the building permits are in yeah and and so they're asking to build and they are just being they're they're coming up against a brick wall
1: so what like you know I, i i don't know because we need an answer from the government they need to answer for this right and they're not they're personally they're lying they are dealing with i get it that they're dealing with an occupation in ottawa and and uh you know omicron's been difficult for people but if you don't tackle this issue there's going to be unrest and that's going to be a much bigger issue
0: Mm -hmm. yeah you know we just saw down south uh inflation rate just hit 7.1 percent at least that's what they're telling us um this is the highest in 40 years for the states and same thing, they haven't moved their interest rates. And they've been running well above uh, Canada's inflation rate for months now. And yet, no rate increases.
1: Speaking of a 7, 7%, wow. Yeah, well, Toronto did that in a month. Yeah. So you want to tell me it's the
0: highest in 40 years? You're lying to me. Mm-hmm. It's, it's higher than that, right? So are they going to raise? Well, a lot of people thought they would at their last meeting. Didn't happen. Uh, next meeting is March the 2nd. And it is widely speculated that they're going to do more than a quarter point and do a half point increase, uh, the Bank (laughs) of Canada. Hopefully, you know, at a minimum, but let's keep in mind here, uh, that will have, in my belief, an effect of a rush to market, right? It's going to have more of a psychological impact than a financial one, out of the gate anyway, where people will rush to their banks and get that final mortgage or first mortgage that they can hold for 90 days. And then there's going to be a 90-day, three-month rush to buy homes, to buy properties, Mm -hmm. to buy secondary properties, whatever the case is. And then prices from that are even a bit of a lagging indicator. So those metrics alone, to me, point to at least a five to six month run-up of prices from where we are today. And maybe not at 7%, but definitely an upward trend. So, you know, we're going to run hot till summer. There's likely going to be a secondary increase between now and then. Summer's going to hit. Things are open. Eyes are going elsewhere. And then, yes, by Q3 definitely q4 we are going to see the cycle turn downwards
1: yeah it has to let me let me let me rephrase that for everybody it has to come down <laughs> yeah this is this is this is crazy um, and to dan's point yes i mean any typically you know when there's an interest rate hike it takes six full quarters for that interest rate hike to see it per- permeate through the marketplace right so is it any wonder that uh, an interest rate hike in march We'll actually start to see the effects of that interest rate hike, not until probably September, October,
0: mm-hmm. in my and opinion. And let's keep in mind here, let's say by the year's end, they do a 0.75 or a full point increase. That will equate to about 7 to 10% in buying power reduced.
1: Mm-hmm. And it, who does uh, that affect,
0: Dan? Well, buyers, first-time buyers especially.
1: Yeah, it affects the bottom of the market. Yeah, They're the ones who get the short end of the stick again. Sorry, I have to just point that out.
0: No, and, and that's very fair because, again, it's, it's, it, well, it's very not fair for that segment of the market. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's, it's the entry point market that seems to be hurt further and further and deeper and deeper with, with every policy change here, every new tax, etc. Um, but also further to this point is 7 to 10% reduction in buying power. By the time that comes into full effect, say Q3, Q4, we're already going to be up another 10% by then at mm-hmm. this pace. Mm-hmm. Meaning buying today is going to equal buying, you know, in a year from now, potentially, right? We don't totally know. It's impossible to know. But what I'm saying is things are going to continue to go upwards for six months. And if you, let's say, are on the, of the mindset that, hey, I'm going to wait for this next crash. I'm going to wait for it to pull down uh, 10%, 15%, you know, is what we see as being sort of the highest end of reduction is about 15%. Well, that's literally going to bring us back to where we are today. Mm. maybe a couple months ago or for Toronto yeah. three weeks ago because <laughs> yeah. it's just going too crazy up right and, and trust me trust me the government will protect the downside yep and if it goes down too far they will stimulate it back up yep. so again that's not telling someone to buy because they think you know uh, or I'm trying to come across as a every everyone should buy always you know but again think about your strategy if you're th- if you're one of the type of people who wants to wait for a crash to buy yeah, put, a, put a pin in today's uh, calendar date of, okay, this is what the average price is, and then see where they are at the crash. Because, you know, I think we've lived through enough cycles that um, the trajectory of the data shows that we're not going to see a pullback lower than we are today, likely, in the next mm-hmm. couple of years. Mm-hmm. And in that
1: time frame, right, in that time frame, ideally, you've locked in a mortgage rate that makes sense, right? Because right now it's really cheap, so still a good time to get a mortgage. Um, and again, Dan and I always say, you know, you were not buying real estate for less than five years. So if you're going to buy real estate for five years, the chances of it being at least at par in five years, um, I think it's going to be higher, but at least at par, you know, I, I and in that time frame, you will have paid down far
0: more than waiting to rent or waiting to get in. Yeah, yep. um, we've definitely run those numbers uh, at par holding for five years. You will be miles ahead of just paying rent.
1: Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, there's a reason why 76 percent of Canadians own homes. Right. Um, and there's a there's also a whole other reason why home ownership um, is exempt from capital gains tax in your primary residence. So, you know, these are things that if you're in the marketplace, you need to take advantage of this and you need to understand this, right? It's
0: it's critical yes it is okay everyone thank you so much as always uh dan and ryan here about to sign off if you are thinking of buying or selling or looking for a strategy that fits you specifically we'd love to meet you in person talk about how to navigate this market it is incredibly unique but we do have clients winning all the time and we'd be so happy to help please reach out to us and uh, we look forward to seeing you on the next episode
1: that wraps up this edition of the vancouver life
0: podcast